Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hi besties, welcome back to Try Not To Care. It's your girl, Ashley. I hope you had a good weekend. I can't believe it's already May. I feel like I have no sense of time because to me it feels like it was just January and I just started the podcast, but nope, it's literally almost summer. What the fuck is going on? But um, with it being May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month, I wanted this week's episode to touch on that. So today we're going to be talking about struggling with mental health not being taken seriously, and the negative mindset and weight of struggling with your mental health. Just like last week, I do want to issue a trigger warning since we are talking about mental health and that can be very emotional and triggering. Um, I have a lot of lighter episodes you can listen to, but I do think having harder discussions and topics like this is important. So we're going to do that today. I love that mental health is becoming way more talked about on social media and it's being acknowledged. I love that we're working towards breaking the stigma and being able to be open with what we're struggling with. It's almost to the point where if you don't struggle, there's something wrong with you. Like you had a good childhood, you were raised properly, you don't have any mommy or daddy issues. You don't think about offing yourself like every day. (laughs) Like I'm so happy that we're having these conversations and people feel comfortable to share their experiences with each other. But I do think there is a long way to go. I think it's a lot easier to look at someone who is open with the fact that they've struggled and have gone through something traumatic and praise and celebrate that person if they have successfully gone through it or have gained something from going through what they did. It's admirable to look at someone who has struggled with their mental health or who has had a very public breakdown and see them rise from that and do well. And we should celebrate others getting better and doing great things, but it seems like we are commemorating getting through something hard, but discredit the process of that hard thing. We respect others for getting better, but often shame them for the struggle itself. We talk about mental health so often on social media in particular that we throw it around like it's nothing. It's so common to joke about your own experiences and make self-deprecating jokes. Hell, I do it all the time. But the issue that we run into is people using mental health as a punchline. We've seen that self-deprecation is funny and it's relatable. People like to see someone who doesn't have it all together and is a little fucked in the head. People don't want to watch someone or follow someone who is picture perfect. It's boring. With that being said, 
talking about how depressed you are or how mentally ill you are online becomes relatable and quirky. It becomes a bit. It comes to a point where people want to claim that they are struggling with certain things and self-diagnose themselves with certain things, but when someone they know who is actually struggling and is presenting symptoms that aren't pretty and quirky, they don't want to be a part of that. They don't want to deal with that responsibility. They would rather distance themselves or label that person as crazy and unstable. People like to portray having a mental illness online as this relatable, quirky personality trait. It's, oh, I have such bad OCD because I'm such a clean freak, or oh my god, I'm so depressed because I've slept all day. And yes, that can be the case, and it's definitely possible, but it's so much deeper than that. And then you have people, like I said, self-diagnosing themselves online and trying to relate to these mental disorders like borderline personality disorder, but are turning their heads to people in their life who actually struggle with BPD because it's not just one small symptom or a label. When you actually struggle with a mental illness, it can take over your life and destroy parts of it if it's not handled properly. Struggling with mental illness is so much deeper than being upset or crying. When someone is struggling with a mental illness, it's not pretty. Mental illnesses are not pretty. And everyone is an advocate for mental health awareness until it becomes inconvenient for them. Your friend who struggles with depression doesn't want to hang out this week, so they're boring and flaky. Your friend who's bipolar has an episode, so now they're toxic and crazy. Your friend who struggles with BPD says or does something impulsively, and now they're a narcissist. People want to spread mental health awareness, but then isolate the people who they actually care about when they need them because it becomes way too much for them. It's hard as is being someone who is struggling with their mental health, but to then feel like you are a burden to others and are making others' lives harder because of your mind and your emotions really fucking sucks. And I say make others' lives harder because a lot of the time when you are struggling and you show symptoms and they aren't the most positive, people in your life sometimes can't handle that and they walk away because they see it as, this isn't my problem. And in no way am I saying that anyone is responsible for someone else's emotions or actions and things can become too toxic and sometimes you do need to walk away, but I don't think it's right to assume that someone who is struggling very hard with their mental health should be expected to clean up their act 24-7 and act as if they're fine when they literally feel like they're dying or want to die. No one is perfect as is, but to then struggle with a mental illness, it's hard to not allow a slip up every once in a while. And I don't think some people who don't struggle with their mental health realize people who do aren't purposely struggling. No one wants to wake up every day and think and feel these terrible things unless you're Amber Heard and you're a fucking psychopath. (laughs) Sorry, I had to throw that in there because that's literally all I've been listening to and watching is the trial. But um, if we could make these thoughts and feelings stop instantaneously, we would. And that's why so many people resort to suicide because it makes those feelings disappear immediately. As someone who has struggled a lot with my mental health since I was a kid, I have definitely felt like a burden. I felt like I was my mental illnesses, that my mental illnesses made up so much of my personality and who I was. It felt very much as if I was broken and anyone who met me could see that. It felt like no matter how good the relationship or friendship was to start, it would eventually come crashing down because I would either have to open up about the things that happened to me and the things that I was struggling with or everything would just seep out. I would try to withhold how I was feeling to avoid putting that weight on others and I would try to do everything right, 
but it just wouldn't work and I ultimately would either ruin the relationships and friendships by my mood swings or compulsive behavior and those people would get tired of me and leave or I would self-destruct and push people away. And um, like I do in every episode, I like to open up about my experiences so you have a better understanding of where I'm coming from. It's a way to connect with you and have you feel like you can also share with me. This is always a safe space and I'm always here for whatever you need. Dead ass, my DMs are always, always open. Hit my line up, blow it the fuck up, and I promise I will always answer. With that being said, I do just want to issue another trigger warning because I am going to talk about suicide. So one of the experiences I had that really solidified to me that people leave when it's uncomfortable or too much for them is my sophomore year of high school. 2011 to like 2013 was probably the hardest years of my life and where I struggled the most. And at such a young age, a sophomore in high school, I tried to commit suicide. It obviously didn't work because I'm still here talking your ear off, but um, it didn't work because I was fortunate enough to have my parents bring me to the hospital. But I ended up telling my friends at the time what had happened because I was supposed to go to a football game with them the next day. It was literally the night before Thanksgiving and our school would have a Thanksgiving football game and my dad literally had to text them from the hospital on my phone and be like, haha, hey girlies, hee hee, Ashley can't make it. So I had to explain to them why I couldn't go. And when I told them, they basically treated me like I was crazy and didn't take me seriously at all. And within like two weeks, they cut me off and didn't talk to me for the rest of the year. I obviously don't hold anything against them or anyone we were so young and when you're that young you do things and say things selfishly and you don't think about the repercussions or how others feel if I were thinking about the repercussions myself I wouldn't have tried what I did but that experience basically conditioned me to believe people won't love you and won't accept you if you're broken people don't want to fix others people want someone who is happy and fun to be around People want to have friends who want to go out and want to party. People don't want to listen to your problems and people do not care if you're hurting. And although all of that may be true, I decided at some point that I didn't care. I don't want to be friends with someone or in a relationship with someone who expects me to hide parts of me that exist. I don't want someone who is going to downplay how I'm feeling and tell me I'm overreacting or to just be happy. I don't want someone to force me into being on medication or seeking therapy if I'm not ready or if I don't feel comfortable to do that or hell, make me feel guilty if I've done all of that and it didn't work. Some people are fortunate enough to have never felt the things you have or have never gone through the things that you have. No one gets to tell you how you should or shouldn't feel, ever. You should not feel guilty about how you feel, especially if it's automatic and you can't control those feelings. Also, no one should ever make you feel guilty for struggling by saying, well, you should be happy because others have it worse than you. I will never understand the argument that you should not feel an emotion or be upset about something because there's someone out there who has it worse than you. That's like saying you shouldn't be happy because there's happier people out there or you shouldn't be proud of yourself because there's more successful people out there. Whatever you feel, good or bad, it's always valid. And when you are struggling with your mental health, whatever it may be, Some days, out of nowhere, things just feel really dark and really heavy and it's really easy to lose yourself and feel as if there's no redemption. 
that there's no reason to keep trying. There's no reason to keep living because you're so fucking low and it's painful to do the simplest task of just living and showing up. There were days that I would wake up and the second I opened my eyes, my stomach would sink because I would have the realization of, wow, this again. I have to get up and I have to function when all I want to do is go back to bed. When you feel that low, you don't want to do anything. You don't want to go to class. You don't want to go to work. You don't want to make plans and let people down because you know you'll bail. And it's hard for people who don't struggle to wrap their head around that because they're like, well, just fucking do it. Get up. Stop thinking about that. Think something more positive. And it's just not taken as seriously as it should. And I think mental health absolutely should be taken as serious, if not more serious, than physical health. If I break my leg, you're not going to tell me to just get up and get over it. You're not going to tell me if I run a mile, it'll make my leg feel better. You're going to tell me to take it easy, to rest and to heal. So why when someone who is making it so abundantly clear how in pain they are mentally, they're told to get over it and continue on with their life? If I'm throwing up at work, you're going to tell me to go home and get better. So why am I guilted into going to work and having an anxiety attack about calling out when I'm struggling to pull myself off the floor at home because of my mental health? Not to be all big sister and know it all, but I do want you to know that you're not alone. I know you hear that all the time and it's like, would you shut the fuck up? Because I think we all know we aren't alone. There's always someone that's there. But when you're struggling with your mental health, you constantly feel alone. Like no one has ever felt how awful you feel and you can't shake how you feel because you can't even pinpoint why you feel that way. It's common to feel misunderstood and feel everything you do is misread and incorrect and feel guilty about how you feel because people have made you believe that there's worse things out there and you're ungrateful. You should never feel guilty about the things that you're thinking or feeling or be scared to vocalize how you feel in fear of being ostracized and looked down upon. You shouldn't be scared to open up and force yourself to put on a good face all the time to be respected or please others. Being who you are, even if it's not fucking rainbows and sunshine, is always respectable. We are all going through shit and it would be so much easier for everyone to communicate and say, hey, this is how I feel and this is what's going on because more people would be more inclined to be nicer to others. If you knew someone had just lost their family member or had just gotten broken up with or just lost their job, you're not going to flip them off in traffic because they didn't use their turn signal, right? People are going through shit, whether it's from external sources like losing a job or past trauma or that's just how their brain functions. I wish I could sit here and tell you the perfect formula on how to get better, but that's just not possible. I am constantly working on my own mental health and learning what helps me and everyone is so different. But I do want to give you a few tips and advice that has assisted in me getting better and what I do constantly to work on my mental health. First things first, there's levels to struggling with your mental health. If you have gotten to the point where I was my sophomore year of high school and it feels as if there's nothing you could do to alleviate your pain and it's coming to really bad thoughts that could end in irreversible consequences, please seek out help from those you love or contact the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. I'll have that number for you in the description of this episode and I'll have it in the caption of the Instagram post for this week's episode. I can't stress enough that no matter how bad your circumstance is or how bad you feel, going through with something as permanent as that is not the answer. Looking back at what I did, it's insane to me now because I had so much good in my life that I couldn't see because of how depressed I was. It was literally the night before Thanksgiving. 
That Thanksgiving was one of the last Thanksgivings I had with my whole family. I would give anything to be able to celebrate holidays like we used to, and I had that, and I didn't care. And to see the pain that I caused my parents that night is something indescribable. There are so many people who love you and care for you despite their actions now. Of course, we wish people would put more effort in now and vocalize the love they have for us now rather than if we were to be gone, but I promise you, there are people that care. I care. I would be devastated to hear that anyone who has ever supported me or loved me even thought that they weren't worth being around or if anything were to happen to any of you. There is so much life you have to live and experience. Sure, my life was still hard after that year, but I would never have imagined then that I would be who I am now, creating content for others to uplift them, to inspire them the way that I always wanted to do. So when I fall back into patterns of feeling really low, what I like to think is, although right now sucks ass, something great could happen this week. I think this way because when I used to be at my lowest, to me, nothing could get better and I couldn't find anything to look forward to. Everything just seemed like a dead end, but now I tell myself life is unpredictable and that's exciting, not scary. I could have this really low moment right now, but in two days, I could win the lottery or I could be invited somewhere I really want to go or I could wake up to the best news ever. So, so many good things could happen and there's endless possibilities, but I won't know until I stick it out and see. And I know it's hard and annoying to hear people tell you to do things or work on yourself to get better, especially when you're exhausted and you physically feel like you can't. And it can make you feel more guilty about struggling to get up and do things because it's like, if others can, why can't I? But one thing I read and I do agree with, and as as annoying as it is, if you want to get better or at least feel better, there has to be an action, even if it's a small one. You have to be active in doing things to alleviate how you feel rather than planning them or talking about wanting to do them and waiting to do them when you feel good. You have to do something before you actually feel the effects of it. So if you want to start moving more and exercising more to help your mental health, you shouldn't wait until you feel motivated to go for a walk. You just have to go or else that motivation is never going to come and you'll end up stuck. Sometimes you have to pick yourself up and do things even when you don't want to do them if you're looking to achieve a certain emotion. And obviously, like I said, there's different levels to how you feel and sometimes forcing yourself to do something isn't realistic if you want to lay in bed and cry. Cry it out. I am a firm believer in listening to your emotions and allowing yourself to feel those emotions and not feeling guilty or shame for them. Letting them out so they aren't simmering inside of you. I genuinely think allowing yourself to feel your emotions and understand them is a part of feeling better. I am always reflecting on how I feel and what made me feel that, what triggered that, how I responded, and how I can react better or handle the situation better in the future. Part of feeling better and working on yourself is working through the pain, not putting it aside and pretending it's not there. That's why it's so important that you're open with your loved ones so they understand how you're feeling rather than thinking everything is okay and then you have this big mental breakdown they're like, whoa, where did that come from? It came from it lingering inside of you and it finally all came pouring out. And I understand not everyone feels comfortable being that open with people in their life because they don't want to feel like a burden or put their problem onto others and that's why therapy is a really good option. 
I know it's not always accessible to everyone and that's actually why I originally stopped going because of my insurance. But if you do have access to therapy and you do think it'd be beneficial talking to someone neutral, then you should. It's literally their job to listen and help you. I think it's a really good option to explore. And that goes for medication too. I don't really want to touch that much on medication because I know it's not for everyone. But if you think it would benefit you, I suggest taking the steps to talking to a doctor and getting diagnosed and prescribed what you need and seeing if that does help you in your situation. The last thing I want to talk about that has helped me is just listening to what I need, what I want, and what I want to do. I am constantly checking in on myself and taking care of what needs to be taken care of, whether that's just making sure I've had enough water, sleep, if I need time alone, if I need to socialize. Just learning to understand and communicate with my body like I talked about in my body image episode. And also, finding things to keep my mind occupied and enjoy my time with myself. I've spent so much of my life hating myself and feeling like a victim and not loving myself that I now want to make it a priority to be my own best friend. And just like I take care of myself with my needs, I also want to have fun with myself. I saw somewhere where you should do something for your mind, your body, and your soul every day, and I've tried really hard to incorporate that into my hobbies and alone time with myself. So doing something for my mind, I will find something that's going to help me learn. So for example, listening to a podcast. For my body, I found I really like going on walks and stretching first thing in the morning and dancing. For my soul, I love journaling. I love falling asleep to affirmations. I love finding music that really speaks to me. Just finding things that I could do alone, that way I don't have to rely on anyone else but myself, that are positive and won't lead me to self-destructive behaviors. Because in my past, when I was struggling with my mental health, I would do things to cope and occupy my time, but they weren't positive. They were toxic and in the end would make me feel worse. So for this week's assignment, I want you to do just that. I want you to find something for your mind, your body, and your soul. You don't have to do them every day, but planning something out for those three things and doing them at least once this week. And I know that these things aren't going to cure you if you have a mental illness. I know that when you're struggling, it's hard to do things, but if you want to get better, there are things you can do to get yourself on the right path and in the right direction to working towards that. I know this episode was heavy, but I hope that you did get something from it and I hope it did help you if you struggle or you know someone who is struggling. And even if you don't know someone who is, check up on your friends and family. That's an additional assignment for this week, okay? Go and check up on them. Ask them how they are. Ask them how their day is. Tell them you love and care about them because even if it is a little uncomfortable, I promise it's worth it. No one will ever not want to hear that they matter to someone. I love you besties. You matter to me. You mean so fucking much to me. Thank you for always listening and supporting. If you could, please give Try Not to Care a five-star reading on whichever platform you listen to it on. I would really love and appreciate it. Oh God, I can't stop burping. I'm going to have to cut out so many burps from this episode. You you don't even know. There's no way I can keep them in. Um, I love you (laughs) and I will talk to you next week. Bye.